0: Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening.
1: And good night. See you later. Just sat down. No, not really. Welcome.
0: (laughs) Welcome to Myth Take. Fresh take on on ancient ancient myth. myth. I am your co host, Allison. And I am Darren. And we are bringing you a shiny new episode of Myth Take. Yeah, it's been a while.
1: Oh, man. We apologize, but it's been busy and we've, you know, been but working. We ha-
0: but we have exciting news to talk about. Episode 20. We Well, yes, we are now in episode 20. Yeah. We have also started a Patreon page. Uh-huh. And if you like what we do, um, we invite you, if you are able, to pop on over to patreon.com slash myftake and uh, see if you can support us. We have upgraded our online uh, hosting plans so that we can keep all of our all of our past episodes in all of their wonderful glory sure. <laughs> available to everyone. Um, so it's that's basically what we're fundraising for. Yeah, it's for a necessity. To offset our, off, Offset our hosting costs. Absolutely. Um, And if you're not able to, um, that's okay. We hope that you still enjoy the show. Still listen. Keep
1: sending in your questions. Keep interacting with the program on Facebook and Twitter. I've been busy on Twitter. You guys have been hitting me up constantly. I love it. Keep them coming.
0: We are also oh sorry related to to Patreon. We yep. do have our first two supporters, and That's we would right. like to thank Avon McMaster of yes. uh, the Endless Knot podcast. Mm-hmm. Which, if you're not listening to, you should be because it's very good. Mm-hmm. And Joel Barfoot as well. So That's right. Thanks, Joel. Thanks, Aven. If you would like a mention on our podcast and our blog. Um, that's that's how you do it. That's how you or do it. On Patreon, oh, wow. or send us a letter, like send an email or something.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: You can contact us through our webpage, which is mythtake.blog.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The other exciting news that we have yes. is that we are working on a top secret, very special episode yes. that should come out by the end of the month. Top secret. So we're not going to say too much more, but Sorry. you want to make sure that it's you like are subscribed. WikiLeaks, but better. So yeah, it's yeah. it's. I'm pretty excited about it. Okay. I, I, aren't you? Oh, okay. I am too. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's, it's okay, going to yeah. be. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be different. Something and new. You're going to love it. Yeah, it's going to be great. So just make sure that you are subscribed on whatever your pod, podcasty system of choice is. Sure, Twitter, Facebook. No, and like iTunes. Oh, iTunes, I got gotcha. you. Stitcher, Podbean, you know where Stitcher. it like downloads God, it automatically. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, because yep, it's coming.
0: Yeah, so mm-hmm. anyway, I think that's it for our big so what are we at the top. What,
1: yeah, what are we talking about today? Maybe we'll get into
0: that. Well, we are taking on a very big project you called so? the Homericum to Apollo. Ah, Apollo. It's one of the four long ones, the four big ones. Yeah. And we're going to actually take a couple of episodes to go through this, so um, hopefully it's not too painstaking for people. No. Um, we're going to do our thing where we look at the... Uh, text in smaller chunks and in close analysis, and talk about different things. And We're going to spread it out over, over maybe two or three episodes. Sure, we'll, we'll kind of see how it goes. Yeah, um, it might not be all at once, but
1: yeah, it's five hundred and forty odd lines of of Homeric Hymn, uh, and it is broken into traditionally two sections: the Delian and well, the yeah the Delian yes. and the Pythian. Yeah, or and the so we'll, uh, we'll get and into, and the yeah we'll yeah. get into the Delian first, right? The first yep. half. Talk a little bit about the prologue and introduce Apollo because he yeah. is going to be the topic for today's, you know, podcast uh, episode twenty of Myth Tales. Going to be Apollo,
0: right? and Apollo is a pretty major. He's Greek a big God. deal. Yeah, um, he is the favored son of Zeus, yeah. and um, thinking back, I'm sure we've talked about it in other episodes. Uh-huh. He's kind of the one that would have would have taken over from Zeus had uh, had the succession sure why continued, not continued right um but doesn't so he's Zeus was thinking about those sort he's of the things. favorite son
1: yeah it's a second generation olympian powerful been around for a long time like many of these olympian gods you know they start very early on and sort of the misty past and then they roll all the way through and you know their their popularity and their team eye changes right like the Hol- the hellenistic apollo was very different than this sort of strange archaic apollo right that we're going to get at right We're not going to be able to uh, do them all, but.
0: Conflated with the sun god. Totally. Yeah. And And uh, he sort of absorbs different powers.
1: Yeah. And the Romans love him. They pick him up too, right? They don't change his name like the rest of the gang. He still is Apollo. Uh, But uh, in this hymn, we're still kind of in the early sort of the early mode of Apollo, right? Mm
0: -hmm. All right. So why don't we get down to reading?
1: Sure. Why not? Let's take a look at the prologue, we always like looking at the prologues to set the thematics. And this one has a unique,
0: pretty unique prologue. I will remember and not forget Apollo the far shooter, at whose approach the gods throughout the house of Zeus tremble, and they jump up as he comes near, all of them from their seats, when he bends his splendid bow to string it. But Leto alone remains by Zeus who delights in thunder. Then she unstrings his bow and closes the quiver, and from his strong shoulder she takes the bow and quiver in her hands and hangs them on a pillar of his father's house from a golden peg. But him she leads to a seat and bids him sit, and then his father gives him nectar in a golden cup, greeting his dear son with a toast, and then the other gods take their seats there, and Queenly Leto rejoices, because she is the mother of a mighty son and archer.
1: All right. We're back. back and that's when that we have the
0: right yes so what was that all about that prologue that prologue is all about introducing us to apollo and it's very different from the prologues that we have seen elsewhere oh yeah um because usually we see a prologue that invokes the muses and goes on about the muses Mm -hmm. um but instead the poet here starts right off the bat with apollo Mm -hmm. and this domestic scene of apollo entering the family of the gods on Mount Olympus and yeah. they're all sitting around and Apollo walks in right and It's an interesting Reaction everything changes yes, everything changes um, So where do you want to start there? Well, I the just I, I like
1: I like the idea that you know usually we're, we're these prologues this one is that it's a proleptic Vision right it looks forward Right? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's it. It looks forward into a scene that is uh, yet to occur. We haven't witnessed the birth of Apollo, nor has he been born. His mother is still very much pregnant, Leto. But the hymnus starts with a scene uh, on Mount Olympus of uh, completed future. So this is uh, looking into the future of Apollo arriving into the community of the gods, right? And then we see this powerful, uh, we see this expression of fear. Right, even mm-hmm. amongst like you know Poseidon and the rest of those gods who are there at the banquet, right, it says that they they all jump up as he comes near. He gets his they he gets their attention, right? Yeah. So you're so presented at, with fear.
0: At whose approach the gods throughout the house of Zeus tremble. They tremble, yeah, and they jump up as he comes near.
1: Right. So this is just no normal son. right? This is the sun. This is Zeus's most powerful son. Well, and the fear.
0: And the fact that the other gods fear him tells us a lot about what kind of character he is. Totally, yeah. Um, that perhaps he's a little unstable in that you don't know what you're going to get, if um, which which side of Apollo. Oh, yeah. Um, and we know from obviously having, having studied a, Apollo and hearing stories about him that sometimes you get helpful, healing, yeah. sun and light Apollo. And sometimes you get the um, a more destructive, yeah. um, temperamental um, Apollo. So he comes in, and he's also a young god, which is also very, very interesting, right? And, because, and he's armed
1: in this scene, mm-hmm. right? Because he's got his bow and his quiver on. It's only after he's unarmed by his mother that they relax.
0: Yes, and it's only his mother who, um, who is not afraid of him. Yeah, um, Lido and Zeus yeah. are, are are the only two who yeah. who don't kind of jump up and get ready for fight or flight
1: (laughs) no they they're they're like wow this is a good thing right yeah they're quite proud and and zeus in the presence of leto here you can see leto's leto's position on mount olympus which is like often overlooked we don't talk about her unless it's associated with artemis or with apollo and now here we have leto right at the beginning right in the prologue and it's very much a a domestic kind of scene of uh, almost a husband and wife situation right we do she is one of the wives of Zeus, and this is their offspring, and uh, this is this something that the, the poet says he remembers, and he won't forget, this, this scene of the far shooter, right, the mighty archer, mighty son and archer. So uh, Leto is granted great honor by giving birth to such a powerful son, or having the opportunity, right, to sire such a powerful son in the Olympian order, and the fear is the beginning, Right? Is the, is the first sort of big powerful emotion that you get that sets up the beginning of the hymn, the introduction of Apollo, right? Apollon, right? The destroyer, right? The plague god. Or even that god, what was the other cult name we had? Rat. what? Well, rat. Smyrnaeus or something? Smyrnaeus? Smyrnaean? Smyrnaean Apollo means like rat god or something because it was associated with plague and things like that, right? So, uh, and then later, Apollo's association in, in the Iliad with plague and medicine, right? So, These are frightful, fearful things that seem to come from divine sources, right? Uh, Apollo. Totally.
0: Well, and don't overlook, though, that by the end of this little passage of of these first few lines Mm -hmm. that we've gone from fear to joy. Eventually we will.
1: That's going to take a
0: while. But even within these first few lines, we've gone from fear to joy. Yeah. um, Because after he has been disarmed, Mm -hmm. after his bow and quiver Mm -hmm. have been been hung up. Yeah. Um, he gets his nectar in a golden cup. He's greeted with a toast and mm-hmm. then the other gods take their seats yeah. and 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 leto rejoices. So yeah, even yeah. that that is is sort of a uh, encapsulates what's yeah. going to happen in the hymn as well. Sure too. why
1: not? yeah like a big micro narrative That we're moving, yeah, we're moving yeah.
0: from fear to yeah, fear, fear to
1: joy or to to some joy. Sort of integration into community. Because that's something that Apollo does because he does a great deal of work. But most of his work in the hymn is done here on Earth. So when he's here on Mount Olympus, he he can cause this moment of, of fear and trepidation. But he also causes, later on we see his effect with his lyre. He causes harmony and peace, right? Yes. And Apollo you know, causes everybody
0: on Mount Olympus to go into
1: dance, right? So this is something. And
0: this, ha- this first half of the hymn is about the bow and the lyre. Yeah. it's about his his two big symbols um and the bow which has potential to create chaos mm-hmm. and is a constant um uh potential source of violence a constant sure. threat but then the lyre which also is about harmony and coming together yeah. and rejoicing and unity right. which is um a very important aspect of this myth is, or of this hymn is its use to bring Greeks together. And this god. And, this god, and this is god is a
1: pan-Hellenic yeah. god. Will yeah. be a pan-Hellenic god. He, he is, you know, a manifestation of this concept called reconciliation of opposites. Right. These opposites of violence and harmony, or integration and disintegration, are reconciled in in this powerful second generation divinity, Apollo. Right. So we see it right right at the very the beginning. And the Delian half is this theogony, right? This is his birth narrative, which is. Well, as far as I'm concerned, pretty unique. There doesn't seem to be many that acquire their timae in the manner that Apollo does that I can that I can recall, right? Uh, and you get this this sort of aristocratic silver spoon kind of character that makes him unapproachable, unassailable in many ways, right? That's for me the most dangerous part about Apollo is his privilege, right? Because he, you know, I. What's the saying? I have this this note that says like privilege is, is benefiting from power without understanding it.
0: Mm, that's like, a good yeah.
1: Like Zeus gives up everything to Apollo by divine right, right? You mm-hmm. see, we'll get to those sections, but uh, he just he just to have and not earn, right? It's it's dangerous when you're dealing with that type of character because mm-hmm. predictable outcomes aren't aren't really known. Like an a, an an aristocrat right yeah you know a king they get upset you don't you know you don't want to be you don't want to be in their wrath right you don't want to be close to them when when these sort of things happen right so this this is something that apollo uh, you got to be careful with a guy like apollo they they do uh, to me strikes me as uh, as dangerous just as as, as dangerous unpredictable
0: and i want to just point out here as well we mentioned that apollo is a young god yes um he is already respected by the older gods
1: in this in this flash forward. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. So he. Oh, so even though he, even though he has, a, he is a young god. Mm-hmm. He is highly respected by right. by the others. And and I think that that's that's important. That's
1: important. Yeah. Well, you can see the effect in the community, right? That's the evidence yeah. of that, right? Yeah. Um. And the idea. I think what's what informs that is prophecy. Because mm-hmm. he's been—he's a prophesied divinity, right? Mm-hmm. And they—they they were expecting him. They were expecting certain qualities of, of him, and uh, they weren't exactly good, right? This this idea of a plague god or or a destroyer, right? A powerful son uh, that maybe Zeus, you know, wanted to abdicate to. Would that be the word? I think abdicate, right? Abdicate. Abdicate. Yeah. I, can, I don't know abdicate. Yeah, and transfer his authority, okay. right? And, and um, Zeus has been thinking about these sort of things. You notice even with Apollo and with Her- with Heracles, right? If it wasn't for the machination machinations of Hera, Heracles would have been the sort of you know, here's the keys to Olympus, son. Right? Mm-hmm. And I think something about that in Apollo, at least in Greek thought, was the idea that eventually the old man might want to retire, but they never really got never really got around to doing it. <laughs> Right? Doesn't that make sense? Right? We never really need to needed to really, but like sort of set it up, right? Yeah. So that that's why Apollo. Apollo really does a lot. He's sort of like the active Zeus because you know I don't really want to go off on a tangent too much, but you ever notice how Zeus sort of, as mythology evolves, like as we move out of the archaic and, and, and you know,
0: Zeus does less.
1: Zeus does less. Yeah. The universe complicates. The younger gods do more. He just sort of moves back and and. Adds the authority that we require right uh, you know yeah well so why don't so we let's, yeah, let's, so, let's look at the deli so why don't something.
0: we get into some of the, the details yeah. of of the uh, story so sure, of course uh, we'll just continue where we left off mm-hmm. Hail, blessed Leto, since you bore glorious children, Lord Apollo and arrow-pouring Artemis, her on Ortigia, but him on rocky Delos, as you leaned against the great mass of the Kynthian hill, very near a date palm by the streams of Enopus. How then should I hymn you, who are celebrated in all ways with many hymns? For in every direction, Phoebus, the field of song has been set out for you, both on the calf-nurturing mainland and throughout the islands. All peaks please you and the high cliffs of lofty mountains and the rivers flowing to the sea and the headlands which slope down to the sea and the ocean harbors. Should I sing how first Leto bore you to be a delight for mortals as she leaned towards the Kinthian mountains on the rocky island on Seagirt Delos? Okay. That
1: was it. Dang.
0: That is, and I have just stopped. For those familiar with the hymn, will know that I have just stopped before a very long list of places. Yeah, because it of ends Greek with questions. Yeah. Yes. Um, so we have here on line fourteen, I guess, is when we see a bit more of a traditional start to a hymn, more of an invocation of of gods. And um once again. A god. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And it, notice it's children plural. Yes. So who is the unnamed in this hymn?
0: Well, she's named once, Artemis.
1: There you go. So yeah. it's the twin sister of Apollo, named once uh, and born at the same time, but you know, this isn't. But in a different this, place. Yeah. This isn't Artemis's hymn. This is Apollo's mm-hmm. hymn. So we just gloss over that, right?
0: I just want to say that Ortigia means Quail Island.
1: Awesome. But on rocky Delos, and Delos is rocky. Delos is the birthplace of Apollo. It will ultimately be the birthplace of Apollo, uh, this this powerful pan-Hellenic god. And, and this- it's
0: the site of the pan-Hellenic festivals. Yep. Um, listeners are probably most familiar with the Olympic Games, yep. which were the big, um, in our minds, in our modern minds are kind of the big the big ones because we have a modern reincarnation of them but the greeks had several and there were four there were four big ones and uh, the olympics were certainly one of them but one of them was the delian games held on the island of delos in honor of apollo
1: yeah delian festival and its genesis is recorded in here so this is a powerful document for people studying ancient athletics as well because uh, it's referenced in here, so we often use it. We used it in 2p40 when we talked about it. So it's a great it's a great spot to begin. And I also like the idea that it mentions the date palm, and of course the Kintian hill. And Delos uses the date palm as its symbol because Artemis Artemis Leto braced herself against it and gave birth. I right. was just
0: gonna bring yeah. You that. Yeah, and you beat me to I it. I did. And you beat me to the punch. I did. Yeah. Okay, but yes, um, yes, because we think of women as giving birth flat on their backs, mm-hmm. but that is a relatively modern uh, development, sure. and. Um, I'll see if I can find a picture because I have yeah, well, seen oh, images. No, it's on Delian coins. Yeah, mm-hmm. of of Leto um, bracing herself, holding on to mm-hmm. the onto the palm tree and bracing herself against it to while she gives birth.
1: There's you know, so much to be said while about Delos, kneeling. too. Just even in this context, I don't know, maybe it's a little bit out of it, but Delos is, of course, rocky and barren, which plays into this hymn, into the negotiations mm-hmm. for the birth spot. We're about to get into the first geographical catalogue. There's another catalog that occurs later on in the hymn there's two um, more uh yeah. yeah well this is this is the island this is catalog, the island and then there's the around the peloponnesus one
0: and then there's one that's more from northern north East. to
1: south oh just yeah. him trouncing around yeah yeah looking uh, for his priest right and stuff. right so there, there's a, a number of sort of catalogs and these catalogs even are an artifact of epic we do see you know the catalog of ships for example in the iliad uh and it, even in apollonia rhodius argonautica there's a catalog Uh, So these sort of things are recognizable features of epic, and it occurs here, it's not an epic, but it occurs in the tradition, Homeric, right, Homeric tradition, so we might expect to see a catalog here. Plus it also serves the Panhellenic function, right?
0: Wow. Yeah, Well, it's well, key to the Panhellenic function it is. because the, uh, we think of Greece as a place and as a cohesive or, or somewhat cohesive unit. Yeah, But the ancient Greeks did not see themselves that way. They, they identified more with their polis, with their actual city. Mm. So Athenians saw themselves as somewhat different from...
1: I'm a Corinthian.
0: Yeah. Um, and again, from the Spartans. Yeah. and its I mean, the Spartans are a bit of an extreme example. Yeah. And they certainly did differentiate between Greeks and what they called barbarians, yeah. not clearly non-Greeks. Right. Um, but there's still lots of Interpolis um, rivalry and fighting and warfare and mm-hmm. that kind of thing as well. So these panhellenic festivals were an opportunity for greeks from around greece if they were able to to come together and to identify as greeks and to share a common some common cultural aspects sure and so what we see here with the hymn to apollo um, is we're going to see these th- three different catalogs, which we will not read for you no. because they will <laughs> bore you asleep. sleep. That's and I really don't want to tackle all the names. To <laughs> be honest, the, these but ones occur are primarily in the cyclic cyclic islands. Right? Yes, cyclic this Atlantic. first list yeah. is uh, is about the islands yeah. and and um,
1: the very much pregnant Leto is traveling with our Apollo God uh, God Apollo in utero. Yes, right. So he's kind of in it, but not in it, because he's not in the world yet. He's still
0: yes in his mother yes yeah um and then the next we will we'll skip over that and then we'll, we'll read about the actual negotiations um, yeah. that the islands have with her right. but it's it's like it's like when you're watching when you're watching a movie and you see a landmark that you recognize and you're like, Oh, there, that's a CN tower. I know where yeah. that is. Right. Right. Um, so it's that kind of, of effect for, yeah. for the reader. You're sitting there and you know, you're, you're, you're listening to the story yeah. and you're like, when are they going to mention, when is the poet going to mention my, my Island? Right. Yeah. So, so it's just kind of this, this uh, like, mentioning. Hey, I,
1: I got an uncle on Skyros. Yeah. 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 And, and
0: reemphasizing to the listeners yeah. that all of it's these different talk. places make up
1: greece sure and they would call themselves hellenes right and we're talking about hellenic culture what what, and and then ultimately what this will be is a unification through a single common language and the combined worship of apollo which is sort of being set out here right and you can be from athens and i can be from argos and and uh, and from corinth and whatever uh, uh, but we can identify um as a collective based on our language because you're speaking the same language i am and i can understand your language And we worship Apollo. There might be some local variations. Of course, our hero cults would be almost non-recognizable. But, you know, you're like, yeah, what about Apollo? And you're like, well, I know Apollo, right? And then, boom, we're on, right? We know about the Olympian family, and then we're in the same group. And and, and even later, what further reinforces that is, of course, the effect of the Persian Wars, right? Because now we've got an enemy. So
0: now we can really combine, and, and Apollo is really... And if you want to know about the Trojan, or yeah. not the Trojan, the, per- the Persian Wars, That's right. you need to listen to the History of Ancient Greece podcast. You got it. Because we're not historians. Ryan. <laughs> That's... <laughs> that yeah. Was, yeah. So the catalog of islands, um, the Cycladic islands, a, yeah. few, a, f- a few names that you might recognize, Lesbos, Chios, um, Kos, Melitos, Naxos, yeah, Paros, yeah. Samos, yeah. and then a whole bunch of other ones, right. too, um, that are... Maybe so, not but here's the million-dollar question:
1: What's their problem? Right, well, I'm I'm Leto, right? And I just want to give birth. I'm very well. with this prophesized God, and I've got to find a place to get it done.
0: Well, yeah? why don't we move on to the next session? Okay. So many places did Leto approach in labor with the far shooter to see if any of the lands would be willing to make a home for her son. But they trembled greatly and were afraid, and none dared to receive Phoebus, even the more fertile ones, until indeed queenly Leto came to Delos and spoke winged words, asking her, Delos, would you be willing to be the home of my son, Phoebus Apollo, and to establish a rich temple on your island? But no one else will ever touch you, as you will see, nor do I think you will be rich in cattle or sheep, nor will you bear grain, nor will you grow abundant crops. But if you have a temple of Apollo the far shooter, then all men will gather here and lead hecatombs, and the boundless savor of sacrificial fat will always rise up, and you will feed those who dwell on you from the hand of the foreigner, since you do not have rich soil beneath your surface." So she spoke, and Delos rejoiced, and spoke in answer. Leto, most glorious daughter of great Chios, gladly would I receive your offspring, the Lord who shoots from afar. For it is terribly true that I am hateful to men, and thus I would become much honored. For I tremble at this prophecy, Leto, nor will I hide it from you. For they say that Apollo will be excessively violent and will rule greatly among the immortals and mortal men upon the grain-giving earth. So I am terribly afraid in my heart and spirit, lest when he first sees the light of the sun, in scorn for my island, since I do have rocky ground, he may overturn me with his feet and push me into the depths of the sea. There great wave after wave will wash over my head forever, and he will go to another land, whichever may please him, to create a temple and woody groves. But octopuses will make their lairs on me, and sleek seals their homes untroubled with no people near. But if you would deign to swear me a great oath goddess, that he will build a very beautiful temple here first, to be an oracle for men, and then other temples among all men, since he will be worshipped under many names. Okay. Well, it's got a lot in there. Yeah, I went a little bit further than I initially I planned did. It because I got away. going. Well, it was just like, oh, you don't want to stop when it's just like. I, I think negotiate. I think it's important to sit, just say just
1: off the bat too that these islands, Delos and the others, are being represented as anthropomorphic beings. Yes. Right. So the island of Delos speaks. Right. All the other islands are spoken about as if they are beings, as if they are, let's just say, as if they're gods, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, so that, that kind of cuts down on some of the confusion. We say, well, how is Leto talking to Delos? I thought Delos was a rocky island in the middle of the Aegean. It, it is. It's it is.
0: personified. Yeah,
1: but it's personified and has dialogue here, right? So the, the very sort of fabric of, of the cosmos is is filled with divinity,
0: so tell me then, Darren. Uh-oh. It says they trembled greatly and yeah, were afraid, did. Did. and yeah. none dared to receive yes, Phoebus, dared. which yeah. we should have pointed out is one of the epithets for Apollo. Yeah, well, so we just Phoebus did. Apollo, yeah, it means even brain. even the more fertile ones. So why are the islands trembling? Well, you get a clue, right? You get a clue.
1: One one clue I dropped a little earlier with the name Apollon, right, which can mean destroyer, right? And the idea that he has been prophesied, and the prophecy states that he will be extremely powerful, right? And considering the way the cosmos is working out, this is a bit of a red button issue. And especially in the hymn, when it says, even the more fertile ones. So that implies that uh, if they were to say yes, and they had great fertility, that their fertility somehow is uh, brought into, into, is jeopardized by the arrival of, of Apollo, right? So there's something about the, the fertility, there's something about this, this god, right? And if he's born there, that will threaten that. And the idea is that he has been linked with notions of plague, which I, I, I find compelling. But I also think that what, what we're also getting at here, especially when the, this idea of fear, right, comes up, when Leto is mentioned as the most glorious daughter of great Kiosk, We're automatically linking back into the Titanic, Mm -hmm. right, and into the Titanomachy Mm -hmm. and talking about, you know, Zeus's sort of contest with the Titans. And the idea of the succession myth is never um, a done contract, right? No. So whenever, whenever a new god comes along, especially one who's prophesied as a powerful god, right, as a potential destroyer, right, or plague god, um, someone who who could jeopardize a whole island or a community merely by being born on it, and his connection with the Titans and his titanic mother Leto and Chaos, for example, the idea of the succession myth might kind of pop up again, right? There's a fear that surrounds his arrival, and that makes sense a little bit later on when we look and see who the goddesses because they don't, you know, they're all yeah. assembled. They want to know, but 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 right now it's it's like it's very it's very iffy. You know what, and it's like, well, oh,
0: it's like, and I think that the I, to do it. You know? I think that the idea of it him being associated with the plague mm-hmm. is interesting, but I don't think I don't know my my reading of him. Yeah. I don't think that that's what the poet here. It's is not there at. yet. You're um, right. It's not there yet. And and it's a, more about the poet, the threat. Yes, and the poet answers this mm-hmm. question for us, where Delos tells us what yeah. this prophecy is. Apollo will be excessively be violent. violent. Yeah. And right. nobody wants that. No. In uh, nobody wants to deal with that. No. I like Lito here because she would make a great politician. And Mm -hmm. I think of every politician and and almost every politician's promise whenever I read this passage. Oh, yeah. um, Because Lito recognizes the poverty of Delos. It is a rocky place. Totally. With no wealth, no people. It's like... The armpit of yeah. the Cyclades yeah. is is how it's being represented here. I have right. not actually been there. I can't say that. Yeah, but it has nothing to pictures. go for it. Yep. Um, yeah, and I've certainly seen seen pictures sure. of the temple. Looks there. like There's Mars. just yeah, it's yeah. just it's barren. It's mm-hmm. rocky. It's not fertile. Mm-hmm. You can't grow crops. You can't graze animals. People don't want to be there. So? Um, so Delos says, huh. I have a job making opportunity. <laughs> well, she's Economic frightened. development <laughs> is what she pitches here. Right? Well, that's what, the yeah, great that's what eco- pitches. Exactly. Yeah, she's yeah. like, I have an economic development plan. Mm-hmm. We are going to make Delos great mm-hmm. and we are going to bring jobs to Delos. Right. And, and, and she, how they're going to do that
1: winged words. Yeah. Yes,
0: with winged words. Yes. yes. And that that implies that there's this idea like of cleverness, yeah, rhetoric. Cleverness. Yeah. yeah.
1: She needs to be convinced it's in, and she does it quite well and she and and you notice it does say asking her so it's one goddess to another although rhetoric is being employed Mm -hmm. there's still no compulsion right there's just convincing yes like a legal argument
0: so this economic growth plan that she proposes for delos is to establish a rich temple because by being the birthplace of apollo would you be willing Yep. If if you are willing, mm-hmm. Apollo will be born here, and there will be a great temple to him. And you're going to love it. And you're going to love it, yeah. because all men will gather here and lead hecatombs. Now, hecatombs are um, a unit of, I think, it's 100. supposed to be 100 bulls, although yeah. I have read some places that maybe, maybe not. But That's anyway, right. um, so great many cattle, bulls, mm-hmm. will be brought to the island mm-hmm. to be sacrificed. Yeah there's food right because the greeks eat the meat of the from the sacrifice yeah um it's like a barbecue yeah but it's a big deal it's a big it's deal just like it's anything a big worth deal. doing and is worth all, doing with the and all men mm-hmm. um so we'll greeks are going to know me. who you are and they're going to come here yep and Fame. there's always going to be sacrifices going on, and you will feed those who dwell on you from the hand of a foreigner mm-hmm. since you do not have rich soil. Yeah. So the, the economic plan here is to turn Delos into a tourist center. That's right. And Niagara bring Falls prosperity. Of the Aegean
1: world. Yes. Las Vegas, in the middle of the desert. There you go. It's in the middle yeah. of the desert, and then some mobsters come along and say, you're going to love it. We're going to put a casino right here in the middle. And they go, you're crazy. Get out of here.
0: Mm-hmm. But it
1: worked. Yeah. Right. So this is yeah. it. This is it this is the same idea. Yeah. Right? So bring I bring them in.
0: That's what I like about this passage because <coughs> it's yeah, it just it speaks to uh it mm-hmm. speaks to pretty much and, every political campaign you ever hear. And, yeah,
1: that's right. Yeah, it's promise. Promise, it's promise promises of jobs. You notice that Delos uh, does listen. Uh she is quite um well she needs convincing because she is fearful, right? she's, mm-hmm. she's worried about the, th- the, the prophecy that says he will be excessively violent, that maybe he will, you know, knock her over. Because Delos is pictured kind of like an ancient thought as a bowl that kind mm-hmm. of floats around the Mediterranean because it's kind of all alone and isolated. It's out in the middle there. And ancient mariners, they're good, but they kind of stick to the coast. So they're kind wow. of like, yeah, it's over there. You know, some guy's like, yeah, it's three days in that direction. You know, it's somewhat imprecise. So it's movement. is Like Delos is almost mythological it's a real place, but it's almost a mythological place. It's kind of like one of those liminal zones. And the way she describes it as being a bowl that um, kind of floats, you know, there's a myth that talks about how it's chained to the water, right, chained mm-hmm. in spot, but moves about a little bit. But that she says, Paul will be born, he'll look around, right, and what's he going to say when he looks around?
0: <laughs> what's this place? Yeah, it's like,
1: what, <laughs> this is dump right and he's just going to knock it into the ocean and she's going to sink down with the octopuses and so on right mm-hmm. so that's what she's worried about right and that's a that's a that's a valid concern considering what's about to occur here all those other places in the catalog that were listed are much more wealthy, are much more fertile, are much more well-known, right? Although
0: although there are some of them that are described kind of as, as that list, as that catalog mm-hmm. list mm-hmm. goes down. We start with some nice-sounding ones that have, sure. like, shady mountains and that kind of thing. Right. But, but the last few are described as it's being rocky. steep and windy and rocky, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, Delos is scraping the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, but, it, yeah, that's it. it's, it's, it's
1: setting up, right? Yeah. It's sort of the,
0: the, the, uh, yeah.
1: the environment, right? And you notice how she's, again, we're getting back into the rhetoric of of someone who needs to be convinced, speaking winged words and asking, and then she sort of sets up in direct addresses, says, would you be willing to be the home of my son? She needs to find a place to give birth to this god, Phoebus Apollo, and to, of course, like you said, establish a rich temple in this land, and she's like, yeah, maybe, but this doesn't really make my fears go away, and then to get on to what you sort of said, right, is the idea that she, the island, and, and ultimately its inhabitants will feed themselves through the hands of a foreigner, right, they don't need to have fertile land, they don't need to grow crops or, or whatever, right, that people will come here because of Apollo, they will offer up sacrifices, and everyone will benefit, right, the men will benefit by eating the food, and the gods will benefit by receiving, you know, the, the sacrifices, right, so this is a a win-win. She's pitching it as a win-win, which is good when you're a politician, right? But there's something cagey she does here. Did you notice what, what she does that is, a that is, I would say, maybe even a little underhanded? Although it's part of the rhetoric of it. It's a little underhanded. She does say, right, that they will gather and lead hecatombs here. Boundless, savorous, sacrificial, fat will always rise up, blah, 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 right? And... Uh, and she pitches it because she says, since you do not have rich soil, right? So we get that. So she mm-hmm. spoke and Delos rejoiced. She's like, yeah, that sounds that sounds good to me. I like that, right? And she talks about her fear right, when she says Apollo will be excessively violent and will rule greatly among immortals, right? Um, she even gives you the sort of characteristics of her fear when she thinks that she will be destroyed by Apollo or if he looks around and dishonored is dishonored, right? And we get into that. Next section, right, where it says that Leto is being compelled to swear an oath. Yes. So Delos agrees. But, but we she, haven't quite read the We oath haven't quite got yet. to
0: that part. But, the, but she Delos asks for an oath. She, she does. Says,
1: but I need an oath from you, Leto, in order yes. to make sure that these things don't happen to me. Right? Can you do that? Yes, right?
0: line line 79. <coughs> she says, if you will deign to swear me a great oath, mm-hmm. goddess, that he will build a very beautiful temple here first to be an oracle for men. Um, that's the rub. That's the part that we need to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Because
1: Delos says, that's great. I like the temple idea. It's going to be awesome. Build the temple here first to be an oracle for men. Now, we know that Apollo is going to be a god of prophecy, right? He's going to be connected, ultimately, to prophecy, the will of Zeus, right? But this is part of the pitch that Leto is setting up. She's saying, he will be born here, we'll build, you want a temple here, and you want to have an oracle here.
0: But But it's not the site of the oracle. No, it's not the
1: site of the oracle. So when you you get to the oath in the next section that we read, you'll see how it works out.
0: So it's interesting that Delos is concerned enough about Apollo and Mm -hmm. and this prophecy of his violence Mm -hmm. that she's not, unlike unlike, uh, us in an election, Mm -hmm. um, is not willing just to take Leto at her initial word. She wants an oath, which is much more serious. Yeah, she wants Um, an oath.
1: And she wants all those types of things. She wants a temple, an oracle, temple and an oracle and sacrifices, right? Yeah. And and Leto does it, but we need to read it to find out how it's actually accomplished. So why don't I go on and read it? Okay.
0: So she spoke, and Leto swore the great oath of the gods. Now let, let the earth know these things, and the wide heaven above, and the flowing water of the sticks which is the greatest and most awful oath among the blessed gods, that in this place there will always be a fragrant altar and sacred precinct for Phoebus, and he will honor you above all. But when she had sworn and finished her oath, Delos rejoiced greatly at the birth of the far-shooting lord. But for nine days and nine nights, Leto was pierced with labor pangs beyond hope. Okay. She nine gets days, nine, nine days. days. Nine days.
1: That's, that's a rough one. It's a rough, rough labor period.
0: Well, I just, I just want to mention here too. Um, worth doing is
1: in the ancient world. <laughs> worth doing by a factor of ten.
0: Um, we take it for granted in the modern world that childbirth is safe, and it is not safe, and it's not even sa- that safe. And it's safer than it used to be in the modern world. But childbirth is a very dangerous period for both the mother and the child. Sure. Um, and that's something that I think is worth mentioning here, that Leto here is stuck with labor pains for nine days and nine nights. Mm-hmm. But before that, she does swear her oath.
1: She does. Yep. She uh... A
0: great oath of the gods on the river Styx. Yeah, and that oath. is the highest, strongest oath that a Greek god could swear. Yeah. And if they broke that, then they were, they were like put in like zombie land for seven years or something like that, or asleep for seven years, I think.
1: It's, it's, it's emblematic of, of, you know, the Theogony and Zeus's sort of victory over the Titans and all the good stuff. And the, god, it's, the, the, the gods themselves are compelled by this oath. And, and it's comforting because it does address this sort of existential threat that Apollo may may represent to the cosmos here. If Leto can swear this type of oath, it means she's going to, in some regards, follow the rules, right? Mm-hmm. So Delos should accept this with a great degree of, of joy. And um, Delos does. And she, she does. seems
0: not to notice that she didn't get the oracle.
1: There's the point that I was trying to make. right so she swears to all the things right she says in this place there will be a fragrant altar we got an altar great a sacred precinct awesome and on and they will honor you above all Mm -hmm. so shall it be right it was always thus and always thus shall be kind of thing and and uh, it's done and Dilo says oh great well she she left out the left out the oracle part that she wanted before right so I don't know if that's the hymnist being absent-minded which I doubt or it's more of Leto being kg,
0: right? Yes, and and There's of course destiny. it also has to fit with it, with the reality the re- for the Greeks yeah. that the oracle yeah. was not on Delos, right? And the we're or, f- oracle was on Delphi, so yeah. we're feeling kind of have the story. to, yeah, yeah. you ha- kind of have to work around that. Right, you got to work through that. that. Yeah, you explain it away right. somehow,
1: right? Because it's going to be an etymological myth or a charter myth to associate Apollo's connection with delphi ultimately we're not mm. there yet we're only on Delos he's not even born to be honest it's still nine days and nine nights and this is the mythological number right? and
0: this part i uh think you you can hope. refer to Ovid with mm-hmm. the birth of heracles mm-hmm. um so there well, is all like that, aren't they? Like nine days nine
1: nights seems to be that the back I, I like
0: Go to war, a Troy, fight for 10 years. I wonder, uh, well, isn't there an argument that the nine is symbolic for a really long time? Well, yeah. Rather than like, you know, meant to be taken literally as nine. It's just a really long time. Yes, a really long time. Um, But the same happened with the birth of Heracles. Um, that his mother was in labor for a very long time because yeah. of the goddess Elethwia, yeah. who is the goddess of childbirth. And mm-hmm. for you to actually deliver the child, she needs to show up. Yeah, and she's in this one. Yes. Right? So and you're seeing these
1: connections, too, between the divine sons here, immortal and a demigod. But And
0: who does Elethwia answer to?
1: Oh, she's going well, to answer to... Well, we're going to find out why she's right. not
0: there. Uh, totally.
1: Uh, yeah, I know, like... Look at, look at these guys Should here.
0: we should we the carry
1: through
0: England. carry through with that or leave that for next time? What's that? The actual birth. Why don't we leave it there on a cliffhanger? Dun, 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 Just on the edge dun. he's about to be born. Okay. And then our next episode on Apollo will pick up with his actual birth and yes. then we'll move into The second half. I think we're going to need three episodes probably for this. Yeah, he moves
1: into his job. Yeah. So he begins the heroic enterprise, if you're going to look at him.
0: Yeah. All right. Any mail? I don't think we had any mail. I'm not remembering any mail.
1: Why are you asking me? You're the mailman. I, I just, I'm on Twitter. Just send me a message. We
0: right. had a great conversation with Alexis Christensen. Is that correct? Yep. Um, on Twitter about some mythological topics that will certainly be working their way into Myth Take. Sure. Um... Yeah, so you're welcome to get in touch with us through the Facebook page, mm-hmm. facebook.com/slash.
1: Follow my Drive Time channel.
0: Yeah, so oh, we forgot that to mention that in the news. Darren has started a what Drive news? Time at oh. The, big start of the Oh, episode. at the beginning. Oh, yeah. yeah, Darren has started Myth Take Drive Time, which yeah. is bite-sized, kind of two to five minute yeah. bits of mythological as he drives home from class. Yeah. Yeah, so may or may not actually be driving while he's you know, recording. But, I am. But
1: I'm just trying to cover for am. you there. Oh, no. <laughs> may or may not? No, yeah. I, I am driving.
0: Um, so yeah. you can find the links for that. We post them on the Facebook um, and on the blog as well. I think they get posted there. There is certainly a link on the right-hand side of the blog. Yeah. So that you can find those and subscribe on iTunes or YouTube. Rather, It's just kind of fine. It ties mm-hmm. you over in between our episodes here. Mm-hmm. And you have also been writing some articles for the blog. Yeah, there's a few. Yeah, yeah I'm working
1: so,
0: on a series on the hero. Yeah, so you, um, we encourage you to check that out. Leave mm-hmm. leave comments. Let us know what you think. And the usual, find me on Twitter, Innes Allison. Your Darren Sundstrom. At Darren Sundstrom,
1: yep. Um, and the Myth blog tank. is...
0: MythTake.blog. Myth and you'll find all of our credits, information, passages, links, etc. Right there. there. So...
1: Good night for now. Yeah, good night till we meet again. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it.
2: this podcast, you might be interested in other podcasts that focus on the humanities. In fact, if you search Twitter for the hashtag humanities podcasts, you'll find plenty of shows on history, language, literature, philosophy, art, and more. These are podcasts by people who enjoy telling stories, exploring the arts in our world, and who want to share their knowledge. Some examples of podcasts you'll find are Go Dig a Hole, an archaeology podcast, the Trojan War podcast, which retells the classic myth, and As We Like It, where three friends talk about film adaptions of Shakespeare. Search the hashtag Humanities Podcast today or follow Humanities Podcasters on Twitter. And if you're a Humanities podcaster, use the hashtag in your tweets so others can find you.